I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of the Racket Magazine podcast is brought to you by Sergio Tacchini, offering iconic tracksuits, classic polos, and the new Youngline sneaker. Originally designed in the mid-1980s, it's our favorite spring silhouette, and it's back. You can get it now at SergioTacchini.com, and follow them on Instagram at SergioTacchini underscore official for updates. Enter the promo code RACKETMAG at checkout, and you'll get 30% off your order. We should be supporting all women's sports, because women in sport is just as exciting as men in sport. Renee, this week on the podcast, we are taking a left turn into the world of stage and screen and now sports team ownership. Tell us who we're talking to. Yeah, we had the great pleasure. Well, I had the great pleasure of talking to my friend, Uza Aduba, who, of course, is really mostly well known for her um, her amazing Emmy winning role uh, as Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black. Suzanne um, Warren, a.k.a. Suzanne Warren. Oh, excuse me, a.k.a. Suzanne Warren. Of course you would know that. Um, uh, <laughs> but the bottom line is, Uzo is just a superb human being in every sense of the word. She um, talks about her time at Boston University, BU, and, um, you know, just her, her going through having Title IX, that ability to have that, to go to school, get a, she was on an athletic scholarship, how she pivoted there and went into stage and screen. Um, I don't want to tell you too much about sort of what we talked about because it's so fascinating and interesting. And obviously she's gone into this new role of being a team owner uh, with the Angel City soccer team, uh, female, uh, all female owned soccer team in Los Angeles. Um, how important sports was her growing up. And of course her amazing mom, okay, who's a tennis coach who grew up in Nigeria and her journey through her life and her love of tennis um, obviously was instilled to her by her mom. And yeah, it's just cool. She's just, she's just, a, I, I always say to her, you're just like joy. You're joy. She's just joyful. You can feel the sort of energy and her enthusiasm um, kind of jumping out at you when you listen to this. Um, and there's a few things right before we hear your fantastic chat with her that I want to call listeners attention to because there's some really interesting threads and you kind of mentioned some of them right there. Number one, she's a title nine kid. We talk about this a little bit uh, as many of our listeners know, title nine was the landmark piece of legislation working towards equality between genders 
in sports, in colleges, in high schools. And it really created, when it was passed in the 70s, because of the, the congressional testimony by Billie Jean King, it had its roots in tennis, but affected sports across the board. The Olympians we know of, the 96 gold medal Olympic winning national soccer team, Mia Hamm, Brandi Chastain. This is really a legacy of Title IX. And Uzo talks about being a, a child of Title IX, a daughter of Title IX, as am I, which is an incredibly important sort of um, thing for women's athletics. And to, for her to turn around and become part of this landmark ownership group, along with Serena Williams, along with Jessica Chastain. Not Serena, Serena's daughter as well. The youngest sports franchise part owner in history, Alexis <laughs> Olympia uh, Ohanian, Ohanian, is now yeah. a part owner of the soccer team. So great. Um, yeah, I just that the legacy in itself. Um, it's just amazing. It was just a conversation um, with these amazing women to get together and, and, you know, basically come together as a group um, and be ownership owners of this team. And there's, there's many, there's not just three or four, there's many, many, many. Um, and we talk about that and the importance of women supporting women's sports is really important. Um, so if you're going to have success in the W in, in the soccer league and you're going to have success in the WNBA and various things, you've got to have the support of other female viewership to go yeah. and buy the tickets and go and watch the games. And I think that's uber important. I think it's super important that she's a part of this just to, just to give it some, you know, uh, advertisement in itself. Yeah. Um, but she's, She's awesome. She's so much fun. Uh, we hung out a little bit at Wimbledon a couple of years ago when her mom was there with her sister. It was a bucket list thing for her mom to do. So there's some funny stories that she, that uh, we get into about Wimbledon. But overall, can I just say too, before I started to do this interview, she literally got nominated for another Emmy for Miss Americana, uh, uh, Mrs. America. And just an amazing role that she did at playing Shirley Chisholm. And, um, you know, can you imagine I like found that out an hour before I was about to do the interview. So I knew that she was going to be a little tight on time um, as she would have been getting calls and text messages like out the wazoo uh, on that particular day. So another incredible acting performance from her. Incredible for her also to make time because, as you noted, it was the morning that she had received this Emmy nomination. And for people who don't know, Mrs. America is a great series. Kate Blanchett is in it. Um, uh, Rose Byrne. And as you noted, Uzo plays Shirley Chisholm, the first black woman elected to Congress. And then, of course, the first black woman who ran for president of the United States on the Democratic ticket in the 80s. And Uzo's performance is amazing in this film, by the way. I mean, Kate Blanchett, anything she does, I will watch. Um, but it was just so cool that she is such a multitudinous person, actor, thinker, leader, activist, uh, a classically trained um, uh, singer singer and also you know like as we noted incredible athletes so it was a real privilege to listen to this um, episode and uh you know here's hoping that we uh you and i can get some uh invitations to the new uh soccer team out in la well you can i'm gonna ride your coattails per usual <laughs> yeah thankfully uh, i know a few of those owners so that helps because there's a lot of them so uh so anyway uh everybody i know this is not our usual but but she actually technically is our second Orange is the New Black actor because Jason Biggs was our first. And uh, now we have, of course, the incredible Uzo Aduba. And uh, she does mention, and I want to throw out there, um, executive producer of Orange is the New Black, Neri Tenenbaum, who is also a friend of both Jason and of Uzo's, is the biggest tennis fan I know. And I know she's going to be listening to this episode. So Neri, we're going to get you one day as well. But everybody, please enjoy this because 
if there's ever been somebody who has more light and joy in this world, it is this woman that you're about to find. So I want to welcome today one of my really good friends and somebody that I adore so much, not typically in the tennis world, but someone who loves tennis, and that is Uza Aduba, who is, of course, now, just in the last half an hour, Emmy-nominated for a supporting actress in a limited series or movie for her portrayal of Shirley Chisholm in Miss Americana, which I love. Uzo, thank you for joining me today. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is crazy, crazy morning. Who would have thought, first of all, that you would be on a podcast talking about tennis, all things tennis, but (laughs) you, of course, I know, um, I actually met you. This is a great, great story. So I met you at the US Open. I was coming down a flight of stairs while I was working television. I was going up, actually. You were coming down and you were very upset about, do you remember the moment? No. You were leaving the Roger Federer match and you were very upset about the fact that you had to leave because the night session was coming on. And I said, and you were getting kicked out of your Emirates suite. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And I said, come with me. We're going to go up to uh, the ESPN booth and watch it from up there. And you got to meet somebody that you, and, and I introduced myself because I said, we have a mutual friend in Morgan James, who you're on Godspell with, I believe. Yes. Had just and, done Godspell with. Yeah. Yeah. So you, that's where we met. We met on the stairwell at the U S open and your love for tennis was so obvious immediately. Wh- why tennis for you? Because I know you grew up doing a lot of sports, but why tennis as a love? I mean, it definitely is because of my mom. My mom is like diehard, diehard tennis fan, who you know also. Um, and uh, she grew up playing tennis in Nigeria, where my family is from. And it was always on. I mean, it was always, always on. I mean, and my mom was always running around, you know, one of five kids. She's always running around, but the the world did stop for tennis, you know, <laughs> so the world would stop for tennis and she would be just so engulfed. And it was just, I guess it was just something that we did together. We would, you know, would watch, you know, just a little uh, bonding time, go into the bedroom. She'd be in, you know, her bed watching TV and be watching a match and would be watching either you play or watching Martina play or, you know, Chris. Yeah, she'd be watching tennis, she'd be watching matches, and it was like <clears throat> great bonding time. I was saying, you know, we'd watch players, we'd see players like yourself, like hitting doubles, we'd he'd see, you know, McEnroe play, see Martina play, see um, Steffi Groff play. Um, and then, you know, like, as time went on, I started like develop, like it was like, I like loved her favorite players, you know, when I was younger, just because she loved them and I didn't know anything about it. And then it became like, I started to have my own players that I liked. And it was like, I really loved like Pete Sampras and, um, you know, the Williams sisters and Lindsay Davenport. And yeah, so that was just kind of like how my own affair for tennis grew. Um, And then the U.S. Open was the first Grand Slam I ever went to. And I went, I was in college. I had no money 
Renee. <laughs> and my roommate, my roommate from um, at, at, in college, one of my best friends uh, was a tennis player at the U. And her um, high school, uh, her private, you know, coach had tickets to go rich. This guy rich had tickets um, for the open. And he had tickets um, for the women's final. And it oh was, my God. yeah, it was Lindsay Davenport v. Venus. What? And um, yeah, and I like, I don't even, I think I borrowed the money. <laughs> actually, I think I borrowed the money. I'm actually sure of it. Borrowed the money from my best friend Crowley, who I go to see, who we have annually, we go every year to the US Open. Um, like the money to buy a bus ticket my best friend from my hometown to buy a bus ticket uh, down to New York. And I got these free tickets and we sat fourth row. What? Uh, courtside, yes. Um, courtside, because that wasn't, you know what? And it's like, that wasn't actually the tickets that we had. We had tickets that were further away. And then as we were coming in, like young kids, there was some guy who was, le I don't know why he was not going to the match, <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know why. Some emergency must have come up in his life. And he's like, do you want these tickets to uh, <gasps> the open? And we were like, yes. And we sat for- Did you, row. were you bargaining on the fact that your ones were kind of shitty and this guy's probably are a little better than yours? So you were like, no, he yes. Told, I think he told, he told, he either told us or told Rick, I don't know. He told, somebody knew that we were getting like a significant upgrade. Cause I had gone, I had gone maybe like the week previous um, and I had seen Leighton Hewitt. I don't even remember who he was playing at the time, but we were in the second to last row. <laughs> you told me such a great story of can you, in the fact that your mom went from Nigeria but didn't go from Nigeria to the US. She went to Sweden to coach tennis. Is that right? She was in Sweden. No, she was in Sweden to live and then she came to the US and then she was um yes, and she was coaching tennis there for a bit uh and then was teaching at some school in Connecticut, a private school in Connecticut, where she was also uh, coaching tennis. But did you ever find out the yes. story of like how your mom, I mean, Nigeria is not like the hotbed of a tennis mecca. So I'm just like wondering how your mom even got mm -hmm. into tennis. To tell you the honest truth, I don't, I, I honestly don't know. And that's a really great question to ask her. I don't know how her like, entree began with that sport. I'm guessing, because my mom went to a boarding school in Nigeria, I'm assuming, I don't know this for a fact, that it was like somewhere there that she discovered tennis is my guess. I don't actually know how she found it, but similar to like my own like immediate, I guess, falling in love, like she talks about it and was like, she minute one loved it. Like loved it, loved the rules, loved the, the everything, like this whole quarantine, you know, she is like tennis channel, you know, biggest fan right now because she's like- <laughs> She's watching she's the fine. old she's matches. All of it. She's happy to watch reruns. She's happy to listen to the like conversations, like the Andy Roddick and everybody at home, you know, chatting about it anytime, anytime you call her, it's like tennis, her, um, uh, sister, my aunt is also like a huge tennis fan, my Auntie Daisy. 
and like when it's no matter what the I mean they just both straight watch tennis all the time that's her tennis buddy you know who she'll talk matches with if it doesn't matter if it's Australian Open and it's happening in the middle of the night they are up watching it and like dissecting it as if they're getting a check like they are just like they're getting a check <laughs> they are huge your mom, your mom, when I introduced, when she, you guys all came to Wimbledon and you brought your, yes. you brought your mom to Wimbledon, which was the greatest thing ever. You came with your sisters yes. and your mom and you watched, I believe it was the women's final that day. Yep. And I remember walking over, you introduced me to your mom, who was just like this, no way you get your personality from, there's no question. And <laughs> I, I brought Martina over to take a photo. Do you remember this? So mm -hmm. I just, she just got she a photo a with Bill, Billie Jean King and then she yeah. has a photo with Martina. And she looks up at Martina and says, do you remember what she said? No, what did she say? She oh, said, I, I hope she's oh, it's so nice crazy. to meet you. And then she said, where's Chris? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Chris is her favorite. <laughs> she's like, okay, I love you, Martina, but where is Chris? <laughs> I was like, I love that your mom is like, yes, you're all amazing, but where is my Chris Evans? That is <laughs> Chris all Evert, about. Who I love. <laughs> she's yes. like, who I Oh, yes, the best. I do. Oh. I remember I was like, OMG. But let me tell you a story also. Do you remember? Well, you might have, it might have uh, been when you were getting uh, Billy Jean King. My mom, you know, my mom does. Tell you I was saying, my mom so rarely gets like, she does this thing when she's excited to meet someone. She's very rarely like, like shows her fandom, you know what I mean? Like a fan, yes. you know? But when she is, she does this thing where she starts like straightening <laughs> up, like her, like she starts like straightening up herself, you know. And I, I'm, I kid you not, like I've seen her do it maybe like all of three times. Like the first time I remember was like in high school, we were in London, and she was seeing meeting the Archbishop of Canterbury, and she started like straightening like up. She was like, "How, how do I look? Do I?" And I was like, "You look fine. Like, what, is, what are you doing? Like, it's like you're, you can't change. We're here. You know what I mean? Like, whatever." <laughs> And another time was at Wimbledon when we were going to go meet Billie Jean King <laughs> and my mom, because we were sitting, you remember, outside, like at that table, the table where Martina had come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had been there and my mom started straightening up. She started straightening up again and was like, how do I look? And I was like, oh, she's nervous. That's it's oh. like, I've rarely ever seen her nervous and certainly never seen her nervous, excited to meet someone, but for a few occasions. And I was like, you look great. And she was like, okay. And like really excited. I mean, in the picture, I have those pictures still forever. I will forever be indebted to you because it's like, she was just beaming and all yeah. of these photographs. Cause it was like, my mom's only ever had one bucket list. Yeah, and her one bucket list was to go to every Grand Slam, and she's since been to all of them. So, what does she think about what you've been able to achieve now? I mean, what and what made you? Because you were a track athlete, I, I believe, mm -hmm. at at Boston University, yeah. and um, what what made you go into acting and singing? Well, a lot of people don't realize they know your role. Obviously, is Crazy Eyes on Orange Is the New Black, and now you know, your, your amazing rendition that you just got an Emmy nominated for in Miss Americana with Shelley Chisholm. But what, what people don't realize is that you're actually an incredible singer. You're opera trained, you, you were on Broadway. Um, like what made you go into that? 
go into the arts. I mean, I always loved to do it when I was a kid. Um, I just, I always loved it. I always thought it was so much fun. I, I didn't know like the business or anything. I just liked it. I just thought it was fun to do. I enjoyed, I was loud. I talked a lot, you know, like all of these things. Um, and so when I was in high school, um, going into, or finishing my junior year of high school, I guess, um, my creative writing teacher, who was my, um, drama teacher also uh for the drama club like kept me after class one day and she said asked me what i was planning to do and at that point i thought i was going to go to school and become a lawyer and so i was rattling off all these colleges that i thought i was going to apply to you know and this is what i want to do blah blah real she, dummy you are <laughs> and she was like hmm okay okay and she was like have you ever thought about going into the arts and i was like and i hadn't you know it's like i'm a family my parents are uh, I'm first generation. My parents are from Nigeria. It's not. But did you know you could sing at that point? I did know I could sing. I did know I could sing. I sang, started singing like with the knowledge, I guess, that I could sing in about sixth grade. And I was doing the musicals and things, but I just didn't know that it was a job. Mm. I just didn't know there was a, a, I didn't know not only, I didn't know it was a job, and I didn't know there was a pathway of study to get to it, you know? Mm. And I think that's just being first gen. That just didn't mm. exist in Nigeria. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not that they were, my parents were actually very supportive. It's not that they weren't supportive of it. They just, I don't think they just, I just don't think they knew. Like, it's funny how people ask me the question about how did you know you wanted to be a tennis player? And I said, I didn't really know mm. it was a path. It wasn't a pathway for me either. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to make money doing this. I just did it because I loved it. And then you find yourself, or oh, here you are, like standing up for, was this your third Emmy nomination, I believe? Or more than that, mm -hmm. probably. Mm -hmm. So I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, you know, this part ownership now with the LA Angels in the Women's yeah. Soccer League. Um, yes. How... Was that because of your love of sports and obviously know that you're such a, a fighter for equality in every respect? Um, how did that come about? Who contacted you about that? And, 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 and I guess why? Yeah, that came about through Natalie <clears throat> Portman. Um, you know, wanting, we had already been wanting to support women's sports. So we went to um, a match in LA a year and change ago and in support and then um, in supporting women's teams and you know of course the inequity that they're experiencing in terms of equal pay currently um, and so she had reached out about this and it just felt like it did feel like a no-brainer you know um, I you know I am a, a beneficiary a product of um, chapter nine you know what I mean like mm -hmm. um, from uh, athletic scholarship at Boston University uh, for track and field, um, as is my younger sister, Chi Chi. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, my mom um, was an athlete her whole life. My older sister was a softball player. Like, so I grew up in a women's sports house. And in fact, more sports between my siblings, girls and boys than the arts, you know, the arts was mm -hmm. there present, but it was, we were a very heavy leaning sports family. And so, um, and my family was one that celebrated girls and women in sports, but there weren't enough examples of it um, mm -hmm. in a wide ranging 
number of sports, at least professionally. It felt like always growing up that it was like tennis figure skating. Mm -hmm. And then it really felt like tennis only all the time of mm -hmm. women <laughs> being celebrated. You know what yeah. I mean? At a professional yeah, yeah, level. At a professional yeah. level. And then it just kind of felt like every four years for two weeks during the Olympics, you got to see these incredible female athletes. And that didn't seem like the way vision I wanted life to continue. And I have a young niece who is an exceptional soccer player who um, I wanted just something different for her. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I think our lives are to be used as examples. And I wanted her to see more examples of women participating in sports at the highest level. And I just thought what better way than to help support these women and support this club um, and try and build that out for more and more examples, both on the field of women, but also women off the field leading as mm -hmm. well, which mm -hmm. I think is also important. And I think we're in a really critical time right now where people have to support the things that yeah. we want to see changed. This episode of the Racket Magazine podcast is brought to you by Sergio Tacchini, revitalizing and disrupting the status quo since 1966. Follow them on Instagram at Sergio Tacchini underscore official and go to SergioTacchini.com for more. Enter the promo code RACKETMAG at checkout and you'll get 30% off your order. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I agree. I think that, and, and more power to you and all the women that supported that, and it's obviously every person that owns is a part ownership of that team is female. And I think that's important. It's one of the things that right. I say about, you know, the women, even the WNBA, the soccer league, obviously with tennis, but it's really important for women to support women's sports. I think that's, that's something right. that we fall behind in is that, you know, sports is seen as a dude thing, right? Um, but women like to watch sports, but they don't usually go to a sporting event unless it's football, or they're dragged there by their boyfriend or their husband. So I think it's really important for women to say, hey, let's go and support these women's sports events. Um, if we want equality, we have to support the women playing sports and actually go yeah. and attend and pay money to go and see them um, instead of watching right. them on the TV. 
That's exactly yeah. right. And like really show up for them. It's like, and, and I think all those things are important in terms of like action and social actions and all of those things are very powerful and I think they matter. But I also think it's like, you know, you have to put your money where your action is too sometimes mm -hmm. so that that can also drive change in really, really effective ways. Um, so, and it's, and women's sports, you know, like here's the thing, how exciting women's sports are is something that gets lost. You know, like when you think about it, every year during the Olympics, we're captivated by women's gymnastics. We're captivated by women's track and field. There are, so we're captivated by women's tennis again. You know, there, we're watch women's, we watch women's tennis now, totally a thrilling sport from A to Z. We mm -hmm. see women that are exciting mm -hmm. players across the board. Look at how, you know, a Coco Goff has captured the world's attention. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, we should be supporting all women's sports because women in sport is just as exciting as men in sport. So absolutely. Some of the best uh, stories, you know, even the women's ice hockey team from the last That's Olympics, right. that was one of the most fun, like incredible, thrilling. thrilling. Exactly. Was, was, um, you know, you, your appearance in Miss Americana was Shirley playing Shirley Chisholm, uh, such a iconic figure in female in, in politics in, in this country. Was that, interesting for you to like get to know every ins and outs of like her life and having to actually feel that and and you know your constant fight for equality but was that even like wow a wow moment for you to sort of step into that body per se absolutely i mean she's a figure who i had come to discover you know when i first moved to new york after reading a book that she was in and i was so shocked that um I didn't know as much about her as I should have, frankly, you know, I, I knew her name mostly because like my mom was part of that era, but um, I didn't know the ins and outs of, I didn't, certainly didn't know that she was the first woman, the first black person to have ever run for president. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And I was shocked to know that. And I was just so thankful and, honored um, to be able to step into her shoes, her life, and try my very best to tell her story and tell it well with the fullness of her, her existence, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and try and go just a touch further than just, you know, what we see in her speeches. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, and I'm glad, I was glad to see it. And I was glad to see her story, along with all the other women's stories who, some of which have been lost over time, frankly, you know, there yeah. are a lot of those women who we, we haven't, we haven't seen or known and understood that we're the giants who made it possible for all of us to experience well, a different life. Well, I guess two things on that. One, it has to be taught in school. As you said, you didn't get taught that. It needs to be taught in school. And certainly there's no question that we've figured out finally that uh, we need to find out about the history of African-Americans, this country and where it stems from and where it comes from. And it needs to be taught to all the kids in school from the beginning. So that'll help. And second of all, I did text you when I was watching the show and I did ask you if you could keep the jewelry that you were wearing on the show. <laughs> you know, you were like really into the jewel. <laughs> so into the jewelry. <laughs> um, so you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Neri uh, Tannenbaum, who's like yes. basically was executive producer of Orange is the New Black. And I right. said to her last night, I said, I'm interviewing Uzo, so tell me some funny stories. She goes, oh, you have to ask her. We missed a big match at the French Open 
um, because we got caught in the Moe uh, tent. <laughs> well, Neary, who we, I discovered on set, I discovered on set, we had like just as deep a love of tennis as I do. She is my like tennis buddy. We will text during matches, tournaments, um, text over everything. And when we went to France, I think she was originally already going. I can't remember. Um, but we made a, we, and, and then I decided to go or vice versa. But we were like, we're going, we're definitely, and we scheduled it to make sure we were like there at the same time. Um, and because we'd taken our love for tennis, you know, from uh, going together at the U.S. Open to now, like, now we're going tennis abroad. We're at the French Open, you know, like our tennis adventures are taking us overseas. And it was just such a great time. Like, you know, you know, tennis is like to watch is so fun. It's like the thrill of it. But then there's also like the behind the scenes, like so much like excitement, and joy, partying, having a good time. And so we discovered <laughs> well, some of us don't get lounge. to do that. Right, some right, of us right. Don't get to do that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, you've seen it. You've seen it, though. You know I've seen happening. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's happening. But um, yeah, we found that they had this whole tent just like all they were serving was like Moet and you know, champagne will catch up with you if you're not careful. And it did that day. <laughs> so it did that day. And we just lost track of time. We were talking about our time there, what we'd been doing, what matches we had scheduled to see. But it was such a great time. And Neri, who is just one of the one of the you know, she's just one of the best people. Just like such a great spirit, such great energy, such a talent too. Um, yeah. at what she does it, it, it she's she's just the best you can talk to her for hours you know she's just such yeah. a good time yeah um Uza, I don't want to keep you uh, any longer because I know that you know you just as I said been nominated for an Emmy so you're yeah. gonna I'm sure your phone is ringing off the hook that <laughs> your tech your th everything's blowing up texting your PR agents who, who I also know is probably like what are you doing where are you where are you uh, you can yeah. blame it all on me um, but I want one last story from you about the best moment that you had at a tennis event that you can re recall. Other than I'm going to take away the Wimbledon moment with your mom because I think that's a family thing that you had. But was it if there one special moment at the, at uh, a Grand Slam that you just you're so thankful that you were there to witness? Mm. I mean, I think I have to always go back to uh, that first final, women's final. I mean, that's like seared in my memory watching Venus Williams win. Mm -hmm. That was 2001, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I had been, you know, that they were, the Williams sisters were really, you know, how I started my own personal love affair with tennis and watching them play with such power and, um, um, energy and athleticism and skill. And um, that was something that I loved watching when I was growing up because, you know, I think as an athlete as well, um, seeing that form of athleticism, Black women being celebrated with that level of athleticism was such a rare thing to see. But mm -hmm. to see it done so remarkably in them was just awesome. I could see myself in them, you know, down to the beaded hair, all of it. Mm -hmm. um, 
I could see myself in them and like my existence being validated in them. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was like the start of it. And so then to just be able to sit there in the front at the stadium to watch it for myself, like I said, with the same energy that I just imagined existed there, mm -hmm. it was just unbelievable. It was just truly unbelievable. And then it's just consistently rolled into more exciting times, whether that's watching Serena win um, countless times after that. Um, yep. It's just, that's, that's been my greatest thrill. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, on that note, it, it was actually 2000, Venus beat Lindsay, it was six, four, seven, five. And then Venus beat Serena the following year. The, the Williams yeah. sisters at that moment had been in the final four years. They were in the final four years in a row, back to back to back incredible. those years. So incredible. it was incredible. And they've done an amazing job at inspiring all the very, very, especially young African-American tennis players um, from this country to come forward, including Sloane Stevens, who won the US Open herself. That's and, right. um, all these incredible, now Coco Goff. So, um, so anyway, I on that note, I know that you are gonna inspire millions of young girls that look, as you say, just like you to come forward yeah. and be incredible actors and win Emmys. And um, uh, Uzo, thanks so much for joining me. I'm gonna put myself back on video and say goodbye to you. And congrats again, amazing day for you. I know, Thank so uh, so much Thank love. You. I hope we get together sooner rather than later. Yes, I know. I know because what people don't realize is how good a cook you are as well. So. <laughs> I'll be over for any. We have to have another. Time. Yes, grilling again. We have to have another like grill. We thing. can go outside now. I can actually I see you from afar. So. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. All right, Indeed. you. Love this you so was much. Amazing. Love you too. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for being such a champion for women always. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.